Welcome to Simple Beauty Naturals podcast, your place to listen to stories about people discovering and accepting their natural beauty. This podcast is brought to you by Simple Beauty Naturals, your natural skincare and cosmetic system. And you can go to simplebeautynaturals.com to pick up six free tips to flawless skin. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with all of your friends. And now let's sit back and listen to today's story. All right. My name is Kimberly. I am a African-American female. Um, I just celebrated my 58th birthday on the 25th of January this year. I am a retired Chicago police officer, mother of one. I have a 28-year-old son whose name is Trey. I'm retired. Uh, I don't know if I said that already, but I'm retired and um, I live alone. Wow. Um, you know, I've seen many different standards of beauty um, in this in this culture that I live in. Um, fortunately for me, when I was a little girl, uh, it was discovered that uh, black people were beautiful. Um, there was a campaign for natural hair products and um, our hair to be natural and braids and dashikis and, you know, Afrocentric culture was just booming. I came home from summer camp one uh, summer and uh, I found that people didn't um, have perm in their hair and didn't um, flat iron their hair anymore and uh, that it was natural and it was beautiful. The phrase Wantu Wazuri comes to mind. It means beautiful people. And Johnson Products was just everywhere. You know, the big Afro pick with the fist and was sticking out everybody's Olive Brothers hair and they had the dashikis and I was able to run barefoot through Hyde Park with my little bell bottoms and my natural hair. The hippies never... Um, you know, scorned or scowled at me. They seemed to delight in uh, in my, you know, in my adventurous self. Um, so it was fun. You know, I didn't have a lot of um, a lot of scorn about you know being an adventurous, living out loud little black girl running through the streets of High Park, watching uh, all the changing mores in front of me because. You know, just a few years later, I mean, a few years earlier, you know, there was a lot of um, tension and <sighs> black people were in a lot of pain. So in the 60s, early 60s, late 60s, rather early 70s, you know, we were, black people, especially in Chicago and Hyde Park where I live, were just marvelous, you know. And being a little girl, I was very, very excited about all of those changes. Until personally... My body started to change, and I became, uh, puberty hit me with a vengeance, and I developed this uh, amazing body, and um, fortunately for me, I never had any skin flaws, no acne or pimples or any of that, and um, I guess one of the words um, that could be used is pretty. Um, all... From all, for all appearances, I was a, and going into high school, I was pretty. I was cute. And I had a really nice body. And I'm quoting things that people said to me. So my 
identity became, uh, wow, I'm this pretty person. You know, I'm cute. I got a good body. I got a, a pretty face. Um, I, I am, you know, gorgeous. I had a nickname. <laughs> it's so funny. But I had a whole group of boys that followed me around and called me Gorgeous Kim. And I laughed, you know, it was a little embarrassing, but um, they were kind of dedicated to that, you know. And, and somehow, some way, this message of, of all this pretty um, became um, kind of a, it, it caved in on me. Uh, I lost my identity uh, in this supposedly uh, gorgeous, pretty sexy, fine, Kim. And I did not know how to uh, navigate those waters. And as a result of all the attention that I got and all the things, all the adventures that I went on, I wound up hurting myself the most. So I guess my beauty, my concept of beauty did not have anything to do with who I really was inside. I just, I just, I didn't know. Um, I looked in the mirror and I really did not see what, um, what they saw. I thought that I was deeply flawed. I'm short, very short, much shorter than everybody else. And, um, my hair was not long. And I wasn't light-skinned. <laughs> so, you know, what was it? And clearly, it, w it was my body. And uh, when you are uh, set aside or, or, or called out because of this physical, you know, the breast and the body, and, you know, you, you really are an object, um, and, and you allow yourself, or I allow myself to be objectified because it was a way that I got attention, but it never made me happy. I was never able to um, get past the false admiration. The uh, No matter how much they, they said they liked me or they wanted to be around me or they, they were crazy about me, um, you know, if they were able to discover, you know, my secret passion or it be intimate with me, uh, it was it was not very long lived. So I had to try to find a way to protect myself. So I found that having these wonderful boyfriends, you know, that would um, look out for me and take care of me, you know, they were they they could rescue me. So. Um, I, I developed a relationship with a with a man that I loved and that I thought loved me. And I think we lasted, oh, God, from the late teens into our early 20s. And um, I didn't have to worry about whether or not I was beautiful because I had this boyfriend that was there that, you know, bought me everything and took me everywhere and did everything for me. But still... Even though he was there, I lacked a real understanding uh, of what what beauty is. Um, you see, I've learned that it is um, beauty is a manifestation of acceptance of who you are. It is a way of 
looking at yourself through loving, kind, gentle eyes that everybody may not see you as. They might, they don't, now let me rephrase that. I found that through my struggle with beauty, that people see the beauty in you they want to see. If it's physical beauty, if it's uh, uh, the beauty of your clothes, or, or, you know, if you have some talent that they find intriguing or beautiful, then that's, that's the way that they view you. And as soon as that fades or changes for them, then you no longer hold the interest that you held in the beginning. So your beauty is, is changed or faded or no longer a part of their scenario. So for me, I spent a lot of time dancing around somebody's um, opinion of what was beautiful in me or, and how I could serve them, how my beauty could serve them. It was very, very difficult to figure that out <laughs> because I did not know that at the time. I was just thinking, well, this is the way relationships go. And, you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But I'm aware of the fact that I wanted to be used because I wanted to be in whatever relationship that was giving me the most attention at the time. I still did not have a true understanding in the meaning of the of beauty for Kimberly. It was, like I said before, wrapped up in physical uh, attractions and um, and even curiosity for some. You know, what's with this little person? What is, what's going on with her? You know, relationships with females and beauty were. Difficult. I used to find that people said to me, oh, this person is jealous of you. And I could not figure that out. Why? What possibly could they have, you know, could I have that they would be jealous of? Because then again, not knowing my worth, not knowing my beauty, not knowing what I really offered or how I was either appreciated or not. How I was understood or misunderstood. My effect that I had on people. I was um, constantly searching, trying to understand how it is that I could be in relationships with people and then suddenly, not suddenly, for no really real explanation, not be in that relationship with them anymore. And like I said earlier, I suspect it was because my ideal for them changed my beauty or lack of it or interest or whatever it was, it changed. So therefore, my beauty about myself was constantly changing. Oh, my God. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm never going to be smart enough. I'm not going to be able to successfully have the relationships that I want in life. So my concept and my beauty hinged on what other people thought of me and how they treated me. And that's very dangerous. I finally eventually got married, and I married a man who thought that I was very beautiful. I gave him a 
wonderful son, only to discover that he saw no beauty in me whatsoever. It was all what he draped over me, you know, his illusion or his feeling or looking at my physicalness. Because when I became pregnant and put on the weight, you know, it was it was very, very horrible living in the environment with him and the way that he uh, treated me because my beauty had faded. So, I'm at the point where I don't have that physical beauty. I'm about 28 years old. I'm a police officer. I'm overweight um, and uh, stressed. So, uh, in my drinking and in my uh, searching for um, peace <laughs> that I could find in that bottle, um, it really didn't matter, you know, what I what I looked like or what I felt because um, I was able to escape all of the um, complaints about what I wasn't anymore. What was wrong with me? How come I did blah, 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 blah. So the change came so drastically that I could not recognize who I was because I was so ugly from the inside, you see. That's when uh, I began to recognize and realize what real beauty is. When my inside, when my night, my terrible loathing for who, for myself and the happiness was unable to produce on its own. Um, it was so much easier to be belligerent, angry, drunk, mean, and smart-mouthed with a sharp wit. So I could take down those attacks against my beauty and my inner beauty began to well, for a while, I guess it was non-existent. I couldn't find it. So once I struggled through that, it's like 1994 now, and I realized that, um, wow, I'm fading fast. I'm punishing myself for this inexcusable crime of not being who I was physically and, of course, emotionally. So in order to survive and come out of that because many people don't, you know, many people die in that, in that anger and resentment and self-loathing. But I was fortunate. I prayed. I looked inside and said, no, all of those things that I'm beating myself up about because of this physical beauty, this is an illusion. It is not real. I am here. I am Kimberly. I am just as beautiful as I have ever been. Except now, I know where my real beauty is. I know that it is not in the color of my skin or the texture of my hair or my height or the size of my waist. It comes from being a person 
able to love themselves despite their faults, their troubles, and their outrageous humanity. So I guess I'm saying the beauty that I have discovered has nothing to do with that shell that I was stuck in for so long. And even when that shell broke and I was put into another shell that did not resemble the physical shell that I had, (laughs) I was still able to feel beautiful. After all of that, to really know and live in peace and harmony with the beauty that comes from wisdom, knowledge, uh, pain, joy, suffering, happiness, despair, and I guess, you know, living, living a life that is extraordinary. That was a great story, wasn't it? If you have a story to share about discovering and accepting your natural beauty, you can send a one-minute clip to Aja, A-J-A, at simplebeautynaturals.com and we'll contact you to get it on air. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We'll catch you next time.